0: Do you ever find yourself watching a new season of a show and having a hard time remembering like the first three seasons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's been a year since it was last out and you're like, all right, I, I really like this show, but I have no idea what is going on. And then you get halfway through the season before you realize that this isn't the new season. This was actually the season I watched last year and then I have to either decide to re-watch it or like... In this hypothetical situation, can you relate to not being able to remember? Yeah? Okay, good. Um, So, build on that, we have three prayers that we've been praying throughout this year. Right. Earlier in this year, you may or may not remember that we had some prayers that we want to, as a church, as a a community, uh, to be praying, to be forming our year, to be forming our community, the way that we we grow, the way that we live out. And so I wanted to take a few moments to uh, remind us that these were part of our earlier seasons. As we've all had summer, we've all had other things going on. And so we are not bringing them back. We are re-engaging them for this next series. We have another prayer that we have only done two out of the three. So the first one was specifically towards uh, praying for families in the pandemic, which was the second hardest category that was hit, um, then retirement homes. We are praying and asking God to bring rest and restoration to families asking him to guide us in partnership and opportunities as being hands and feet of care and love and support to families. Uh, over this time, we have seen that God has met that prayer in unique ways and he has allowed us to enter into relationship with multiple families over this past year. Uh, one family, we got to bring lots and lots and lots and lots like truckloads of supplies to, right? You might remember that, you may not remember that, depending on the season, right? right? Um, we had another family that had to access a women's shelter. We had another family that has ongoing connection with our kids' ministry. We have a bunch of kids now on Monday nights that come through our building because the community center is renting our space. We have seen a lot, a lot, a lot of opportunities as we've been praying. There's an interesting quote, I can't, I'm can i going to ruin it because I didn't write it down, about how when you don't pray, nothing happens. And then when you do pray, it's odd how many things correspond with it. Right? And we see God giving us opportunities, but they aren't always the uh, hugs every Sunday morning opportunities. Like, oh man, isn't it just so great how perfect everything just aligns? Like, there's work, there's challenges, there's being literal hands and feet. Feet aren't the most glorious part of our body, as you know. Many of us stuff them in shoes and they create odors. So, like, as God is answering this prayer that we are praying, it hasn't been perfect. Right? We have questions of how, how, how are we not enabling, how do we support, what, to what degree do we engage in a situation, to what degree do we not, what, what does it mean for our time and space? All we know is that we ask, and we want to see it come, and God will guide us through it. So that was our first one. We've seen God over and over and over again answer the prayer, and it wasn't just every Sunday morning we have millions of families here. It was opportunities to invest in lives. The second prayer, you might recall, is bonding. Right, over this past year, we've had opportunities to partner with other churches. We partnered with uh, the Lutheran Church down the way when we did our carnival. They, there was a skill shared component. Uh, we had a pastor swap uh, months ago now where I wasn't here, another pastor was, and I was over there. We've had a worship band, as today, where a video from another church allowed us the opportunity to still have a musical engagement of worship when our plan was actually the exact opposite, we got to see unity lived out. We had another church, actually same church, send a worship leader over and lead us uh, once a month for, I think it was three months, maybe four months, right? We've had a whole bunch of opportunities with other churches to live into this bonding, this unity, but even within our own churches, we've had hard things to work through in, in people's lives, where we don't all agree on all the same things. We've had community groups where it's like, oh, like, I don't really know what life is like with the older people or the younger people or the littlest people or whatever category where we have to work out these moments. We've had to figure out what it looks like to be united in care, united in following Jesus, united in a whole bunch of different ways, but we've seen these opportunities. Once again, not perfect where we all come over for a campfire and sing Kumbaya, but where the prayer for unity is actually forming us in following Jesus and living alongside brothers and sisters, whether it's in our building, whether it's in our community group, or in the global world of God's loving church. And so we enter into this with a third prayer, which it's hard to plan a year in advance for messages, I'll let you know. So like this summer, if you were around, some of you weren't, I know that, we had a series called Rebuild. But then if you're like, I'm just going to be honest, like, oh, here's this, so like, was that the, no, it, it fits It didn't quite work out the way I really wanted to with all the titles, but the the rebuild was not intentionally part of the prayer series, but then it took part of the title. So we're in a new series called Tuning Practices, which is ultimately the same idea of what we are praying for for Romans 12, one and two. It's for God to build us, to form us, to shape us, to guide our hearts, to challenge our minds, to engage our beings, to be ones that are built on the rock, to be built in a lifestyle, a habit, a a practice of faith for him, with him. So as a church and as a community and as followers of Jesus, that is our prayer, is to be built by God and it's in this series we're going to be unfolding it and tuning practices. So with that, um, where are we at? All right. Our prayers aren't just sticky notes that we leave for God along the way, is the other part of all this. Like, God can see that we've made an intentional thing. We sent money to print something and hopefully he will answer it. Prayer is actually a a conversation with God where we come to him time and time again saying, this is what my intent is. This is what my intent is for you, God. And if we linger long enough or if we come back enough times, we might hear that his plans are different than our plans. His ways are different than our ways. And sometimes we actually see that they matched. And so as we want to continually come back with the first two prayers to listen not just leave a sticky note for God to get back to you or not, to give us a few things from it. But as we engage in this next one, we want to be continually engaging in this prayer practice of asking God to form our hearts, our desires, and our wills, and allow that to be what makes the dynamic movement in our church his and not ours. So we want to be a church that's moved slowly and profoundly. Like, we'd love to be there faster, but it, it's not the way it goes. Uh, we want to be the ones that understand what God is speaking to us as a church and isn't just like 12 months down the way trying to force a title to work again, again, because it was a plan months ago. And so what I've sensed and I've seen actually in larger uh, church movement now is that the return to spiritual practices, uh, growth and formation is trending, if you will. Uh, I, we, we as a, a church have engaged in church renewal. Uh, this was now over three years ago we started this. And the subplot of that is spiritual formations. And so this next series, as far as I can understand, is God wanting to engage with us in transformation. And it's not just us talking up on a Sunday morning or listening in some of our cases. It's about us practicing following Jesus. So we want that to be our prayer. We want to see God engaging in us in transformation as we engage with him, where his life can take deeper and deeper root into our beings, into our community, and into the way that it's lived out here on earth. So that's why this series is called A Tuning Practice. It's the practice of formation, the practice of spending time uh, using our senses and our gifts and abilities to be built, to move forward in our faith as a community that wants to grow. We specifically want to grow in the knowledge, the likeness, and lifestyle of Jesus. And so with all that being said, let me introduce you to our reminder analogy Last week, I led us in uh, Happy Birthday, and there's a reason why I'm not our worship leader, right? Can I get an amen online, at least, if nobody wants to be rude in person? And this week, I have a guitar, so we know that God's stirring, because that's definitely not my thing. But if you know the song, feel free to sing along. Anybody know the song? Not yet? How about this? You got this part? Oh, yeah, yeah, almost there. This is a well-known song by instrument players like myself and those that are far better than I am. You noticing it yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. This is called the tuning song. You got it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the first song I know, and I think I mastered it, thanks to technology. Week after week after week, (laughs) if you show up on time and don't skip it, you will get to hear that song. Awesome, (laughs) right? Awesome. So that song is not overly beautiful. It's maybe painful for some, as you're like, I could have tuned that far quicker, Brad. Yes, you could have. But what's interesting about that song, the tuning practice, is that every other song that comes after that is more beautiful. Because of the time that was practiced, the time that was there engaging and bringing things into tune or into harmony, the the quasi-quiet, awkward moment of ding, 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 ding. know, then it gets finicky where you just can't hit it, right? right? So that's a tuning song. So let me tell you why that reminder is going to be here for this series is that it helps us engage with the picture and the practice of making the beauty and the wonder that we were made to be, the image bearers, tangible in a different way. Right? Like playing a guitar, playing a piano, playing a cello, these all make significant and beautiful and meaningful music when they're in tune. Right? Like God is honored by beauty and honored by our songs and our practice and our lifestyle. But all of them can come out of key, can come out of harmony. Like I was told, if I move the piano, don't. But if I move it, it's going to be needing tuning again and again and again. That This is not just a set it and forget it kind of thing. And so Jesus came to set things right. He came to repair that which is broken, so pretend it was a broken guitar for analogies. Every analogy will break down at some point, so feel free to push as far as you want and back it up from that point. Right? He came to restore our lives, to bring that which doesn't work right and make it right. He, he allows us to have analogies, to picture our lives from a different angle, to see what can this tuning practice bring to us. And now you might be asking, as I ask myself, why can't I just do it once and then tell you guys about it every week? You're asking that? No, oh, good, good. Right? Every instrument comes out of tune. And so by next week, assuming this gets played in some way or humidity works, this will be out of tune. A little bit or a lot, I don't know. And I could tell you it's out of tune. But once again, spiritual formations is the practice of coming back into tune, back into harmony, finding what what is out. Maybe the G chord is holding well, but the E, if you guys know this, E is way out there, right? Maybe some of the things, some of the habits in our life are more in tune and others aren't. And we don't really discover that until we come to the tuning practice to identify something is off. Something is on. Right? We can't just make a decision five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, sixty years ago. I tuned my guitar, it should be fine. Right? Playing it stretches like you gotta change even the, the analogy breaks down, right? But the the use, the movement, the humility, the, the everything, the bumping it into things changes its ability to be in tune. It hinders that. It shapes that. So it takes us out of harmony, as that's what the strings do. They're in a harmony with a note. So as what we want to do is to, as followers of Jesus, is to come into that harmony, find the tuning practice, to orient ourselves to God and allow his revealed life in scripture, in his physical presence as Jesus of Nazareth, and guided by the Holy Spirit, be what we come in tune with, lining our lives up, taking those moments to find out what is out of tune. So over this series, we may be finding out that that might be a daily practice. It might be a weekly practice. It may be a monthly practice where we pause and we play out a little bit on our lives and say, does that sound like Jesus? Is that in harmony with who he is, what he's doing, what he's guiding us to be? Or are we a little bit off? And it might be where we have to pray and say, like, I have really bad hearing and I can't quite tell if I'm Jesus or something else. Maybe it's in community groups where we see that somebody else is identifying Brad. That is not at all Jesusly. What do you mean? Allowing the, the tuning practice to form us and shape us. And so why I'm gonna do this over and over and over again, not because I love the tuning song, I know you guys do, but because it's once again a reminder of the ongoing tuning practice, week after week, day after day, month after month, that allows us to be and stay or regain harmony with the way of Jesus. So I'm going to pray, and I'll encourage you to get out a Bible. There's a bunch around. Maybe you want to open up your app. Let's, let's look at the scripture. We're going to be looking at Romans 12, 1 to 2. But I'm going to pray as you guys can track that down. There's also copies on chairs. There's one underneath this TV I see it here, two on the piano. Feel free to run and grab one, I know. But, Lord, we are here with you. We are engaging in this new series where we want to be shaped and formed and transformed and and radiate or uh, be a part of your lifestyle here. Lord, we don't want to just pretend that we are hitting the notes. We don't want to just sing along with a thing that's so out of harmony, so out of tune with you. We want you to guide us. We want you to form us. We want you to be the one that we are chasing after that we aren't walking, we're running your way. We want to be the people you've made us to be. So Lord, I ask that you speak through me, you speak through the words that the ones that aren't yours, they don't land, the ones that are yours, Lord, that may they take root in each one of our lives as a community, as followers of you. And may you be glorified by the music that comes from our lives. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Romans 12, to 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. This is good and pleasing and perfect will. So today's series, today's time together is predicated on being in a relationship through Jesus with God. Jesus is the way, Jesus is the reason, he is the one that guides us in the way that we are meant to live and the way that we are meant to be. Romans 12 is a turning point, if you have been in Romans at all, in the turning point of the entire book. The first 11 chapters are explaining how sinful humanity can be put right in a relationship with God, and that we are all in a relationship with God, but Not every relationship with God is a right one. Now, if you haven't made a commitment, if you haven't decided to follow Jesus, you still have questions you're trying to understand, if you are just looking at faith, it's very happy to have you here or online or wherever, or if you're listening to this on Spotify later. Wherever you are, if you have not made that decision, it's a great spot to be considering and reflecting on. And if anybody wants to chat a bit more about God's solution to sin in your life, to creation or history. I would love to have that coffee. I'd love to book that. I would love to engage in that conversation and I'm sure anybody else here would also love to be in that conversation. So if you don't like me, that's fine. Uh, there's other great people in our community that are greater than I am and they will do coffee and chat with you about Jesus and what that means for life. So in our time together, we are looking at these practices of a spiritual life and a spiritual framework from that which I've decided to follow Jesus. And we then ask that question, All right, I've made a decision to follow Jesus. What does that mean now? Past just a, a surrendering moment, past just attending a church service. Thank you for being here. That's wonderful. But what does that mean now to my Christian life, to my Christian journey, to my, my growth of a new life, my life, my knowledge, my likeness, my lifestyle of Jesus? What does that mean? What does that look like being formed or being built by God? And so without wondering, we go to 2 Corinthians 5.16. If you want to take a second jump over there, I'll, I'll give you the pause, I'll drink some water. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciles us to Himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So today's tuning practice series is called B. I've had many questions about B, like, like B what? B B. Like it's hard just to even settle on the word B. It feels like there needs to be more, right? Good. So today we're looking at be, be transformed. So I shared 2 Corinthians 5.16, as I believe that brings a critical aspect to the life story of a follower of Jesus. We will not be transformed, and we will not be renewed, we will not be moved towards a new reality if we don't let go of the old. If we let the old stay, the scripture there says it's gone, and the new is here if we don't allow the new to be a reality, if we don't allow the old to pass away. Many of us think about the things that have formed us, the adverse experiences, the moments, maybe moments of glory. Maybe you won like a a championship for ping pong. I don't know, anybody? Worth a shot. Maybe you won a championship for chess. Maybe some of you guys, all right. Maybe you had a, a great sash in Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts where you had all the badges, like maybe you had glorif- like glory moments where like life was just so good back then. Or maybe you're on the other end of it where you're like, yeah, like that's the worst spot looking back. We don't look back. And then these things, these moments of who we were still inform us, still shape us, like past traumas, past glories, all these things do inform us. And many of us are actually also looking at like the now, the today, this moment, who am I today? In light of all these things, or like this job experience I have, or what I'm trying to do in this moment. A couple years ago, I was, I'll call it it stumbling through conflict, has anybody stumbled through conflict? No, good, good, yeah, it's fun. Stumbling through conflict, and uh, I stumbled onto something that I, I didn't realize how deep it actually was as a solution. One thing that I had started practicing in my own life was when things weren't going the way that Brad wants them, and when things are harder than I want them to be, and things are messier than i like them to be, all these, you know, you know, you know the stack, I asked myself a question. What would Brad 10 years down the road do here? Because Brad 10 years down the road is far smarter than me now. He's figured out a bunch of things. He's actually gone through this experience. What would that Brad do in this moment? Sometimes it's like, I don't know. (laughs) But other times it's actually a little obvious. You're like, oh, I know what future Brad would do. Future Brad would just do this. He'd say the hard thing. Future Brad would engage in this practice because he actually cares about the person. It's removing himself from the emotion of, man, I hate this moment, or the the paralysis of, man, it's so hard, to like, oh, future Brad would make this an easy decision versus what future Brad has to deal with. And what I realized is that this, this future Brad thing is actually... Bigger and better than actually just 10 years down the road, Brad, whatever I can picture for myself. But future Brad, way down the road, fully restored by Jesus, is what I realized this, this practice was a, a, a micro piece of. So when all things are said and done, when we're down the road and the, yeah, the chapters are closed, who do you picture yourself being? Like when Jesus has fully done his work in your life, does it look a lot closer to you five years ago, you in this moment? Does it look like you as you can picture 10 years down the road? Or is there some drastically different things that God has done in your life, forming you to be the image of Christ? Right, when, you're, when you're walking around in heaven, when all things are done, do you picture yourself same as now? Great if you did, but right most of us don't. We, we may not even have a picture of what or we may not even consider what Jesus' life fully formed in you looks like. So this picture that we don't have is actually maybe one of the more formative moments that we can actually engage in, practicing. What does future me look like now? Like if if somehow time travel, interdimensional things, like if if heavenly me was here in this moment. How would I handle this situation? What decision would I what would be forming me? How would I engage with this practice? How would I engage with this problem? How would I engage with this person? How would I engage with societal systems? What would the perfect, redeemed, Jesusly imaged me do now here on earth, as it is in heaven? You might know that prayer. That we get a partner in the living out of not the past me with hurts, gloriful badges and sashes but actually the, the future who God is working out in us now. So this series is about us finding how to be more ourselves. As the old is gone and the new has come, that we can reflect and inspect and find far, far more available to who we are than we've been allowing to live in our lives. That we can have a deeper self, a deeper faith practice, a deeper, deeper way of being a disciple of Jesus, knowing that we are a new creation. We may not be seeing the full practice, the full harmony of final Brad. And I bet you have many of you are like, man, it would be really great if you were a little bit more like final Brad than current Brad, right? That might be what you think. Yes, I get it. I understand. I'm trying, guys. But the idea of what it would look like if we were orienting towards the harmony that God has for us in our beings, as we live out the ways of Jesus. So this series is introducing the why on the front end, and on the back end, engaging in some practices. Good news, not every practice is hard. You've already done some today. Hey, if you want to clap, you can can do that. If you want to celebrate, that's awesome, right? One practice is being in in a community of faith. Right, Jesus called twelve, not one. Jesus brought a community. He led a people. And so regularly being around people who are formed and forming in the lifestyle of Jesus is a spiritual practice. Hey, right? not a bad one. Cookies and coffee, bonus. Right? So this is a form, a practice of spiritual discipline to be around each other. Uh, we see that also in community groups. We, uh, another spiritual practice is time around the word, which is why I extra encouraged opening up a Bible, right? It's interesting to look at trends from when we never had Bibles because somebody had to tell us what it is, to when the Gutenberg press made millions of Bibles and everybody had one and it's like, oh, I just need to be in it, to our, our common experience in churches today, we're like, yeah, I think I have six. How many of them are you, you opening? Maybe the next one I get off of Amazon will be the one I actually read, right? Like that—that that seems to be a, a growing trend in our culture. And so, finding ways to open up the Bible, maybe download the app just to get like that verse sent to you each day, just to start orienting. Like finding ways that these spiritual practices. And if you can't read, I'm dyslexic. Maybe you get the app to read it to you. Maybe you find somebody else to read it to you. Maybe you orient. There's—we live in a day and age where we can have. A Scottish guy, if you really want a Scottish guy to read the Bible to you, like, that's there. You can have English. You can have whatever you want. There's so many options. And so, like, that practice is a bit of work. I get it. Um, it's not a regular rhythm. For some, it is. The other one is our worship practice. Now, today we had, I was excited about having live music, and I'm sure you guys were too. Uh, we still had musical worship. Uh, worship is the, the moment where we pause before God, and we notice him. We take time maybe singing or meditating, naming some of his realities, naming who he is, responding to him with our beings, and that's also why maybe the harder one is this giving moment that we're reinstituting as a community, is that as we reflect, we can also find those moments in all tuning practices where we are out of sync, we aren't in harmony. And so if earlier today the, the reinstitution of that was something you're not excited about, there might be something there that says, hey, you're not quite hitting that chord right. As we sing and you say, oh, I don't really like it when there's not live people or they're not singing the songs I want or this, this version isn't the sloppy wet kiss version that I really love. Like whatever it is, is an opportunity to find out are you in harmony? And maybe it is that the sloppy wet kiss version is just absolutely horrible, Like that's, that's fine. But each one of these practices brings up a part in ourselves where we can take it before God, not try and solve it ourselves. That's, that's current Brad figuring it out, right? But what does God have to say in this moment to my heart, to my life? And so these are some of the practices that I will, we as a church, are encouraging you to practice. There's some more coming, believe it or not, but maybe you want to practice it as a family. Maybe you want to carve out a time where you just open up the Bible, you read one verse, because that's all you really got time for, like you're rushing around, maybe as a community group. You want to institute a different practice where maybe you want to sing. Maybe you want to read the Bible. Maybe you want to pray together. Maybe you start finding some of these disciplines, these practices that will help you orient one another in harmony. Maybe you call up a friend and you say, I would love to grow to be more of who I am. And I actually look at you and I say that you're more who you are than I am who I am. And so we will practice harmony together. There's many different ways that these can be played out if they're played out and not having practices doesn't bring us into tune and you might notice as the series goes on you'll maybe even be able to catch when this is coming into tune better quicker faster you might be like oh the first one's fine you got to move on to the next string like you might start noticing as we start looking for those moments that are more like the kingdom of god amongst us that we see what is and what isn't and we orient towards that a, uh, a critical line in this entire series, whether you're practicing as a family, practicing in a community group, practicing just in this big gathering, or practicing with friends, is it's practice over performance. We are not a TikTok church yet. No, we are not a TikTok church. Right. The goal isn't to show people your, your amazing abilities in spiritual practices. It's about that quiet moment. Maybe it's noisy because it could be a social gathering where you're practicing community where those practices are practiced because it's growth and life for you and for those around you. So one of the tools I'm stealing from some other better teachers, brighter minds is not to say do this. Hit this mark. Get that five prayers a day, four fasts a week, like these number things are helpful, like why we talk about 10% in now is that you can engage higher or lower. Why we talk about fasting once a week, or once a year, or once a decade, whatever. Like, the value is for you to prayerfully consider, what would success look like for me? So this, this week, a, a low-lying fruit example would be prayer. Right? We want to be a? Yes, pray for his community, awesome. And so we're going to keep going at that chord. We're going to keep getting that one closer and closer to being in harmony with who God wants us to be. And so maybe you look at prayer in your life and you say, what does success look like to me? Maybe it's a three-week prayer retreat where nobody else is with you. It's just you... And your kids are not there. Like, all right, sorry, it's a parent, right? That's one, that one. All right, so maybe it is, though, a three-week retreat of just prayer and fasting. Maybe that is, like, the success to you because, like, everything else is going well. But maybe you're like, a little bit more like me where, like, attention is of deficit. And you start looking at your life and you realize that you can be on to the next thing before someone can make a joke about how a squirrel will steal your attention. Right, where you can... Identify that prayer would be beneficial, but I just can't sit for hours. And so maybe success for you is five minutes, where you close up that iPhone, the Android thing, You maybe even like the power button that is only there for resetting it, right? And you sit for three minutes, or two minutes. Maybe you set aside one minute, and you have it on your phone timer, where you take that time, you sit down and say, God, I am here with you and you can be on to the next thing. And that may be the biggest success of future you now that you've seen in your entire life. I would encourage you to stay there, but for that moment and for that time and for that rhythm, it may be the most in tune you can get. So naming those realities, allowing us to say this is my practice, one minute, 30 seconds, 10 seconds, whatever you need to set for prayer as a success for you in a spiritual practice, do it. See, habits and rhythms and patterns form us. They shape us. Tech Valley knows this, this is what they try to do. They try to hack our brains to make all these habits end up in a sale or another hour on something or some way that they can monetize it. It shapes our brains, it shapes shapes our heart, it shapes our life patterns, and a lot of it is done unintentionally by us. And it forms us into the people that we are. Part of these practices are a slow, methodical movement towards finding out the image of God that has been given to us, the new life, the new moments, the being that we are now in light of what Christ has done and living into that moment now, allowing that pattern of future you, who is actually who you are, be a reality in these moments, in this time, in this space. And so we will be engaging in these over the next I think seven months, seven months, seven weeks. Well, actually, actually spoiler alert, yes, seven months as well. Because I also don't think spiritual practices end at the end of the series. Uh, I'm accessing some resources that are just coming out, so in the coming calendar years, we will be finding more ways to practice deeper, richer, simpler, whatever it is. But in this series, I would encourage you to try to come into more harmony with who you are. Find the things that don't resonate well. Find the things that aren't Jesus in your life. And take small, incremental steps to creating a habit that brings you back into tune. Brings you back into being who you are. Romans 12 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in light of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. So this prayer over this season is for transformation. One that is deeply in us and available to us because of what Christ has done and who he has made us to be. And we have the privilege of practicing that in big ways, little ways, moment after moment. Allow me to close in prayer as I invite God into this week and into the prayer practice I encourage for us to engage in. Heavenly Father, help us understand the true reality of ourselves. Help us see that, Jesus, your death wasn't just something in history that means we go somewhere in the end. But it has unlocked all of your kingdom that we have been made anew, that the old is gone, and we live in the now and not yet. Help us live into the moments where we see your true love, your true harmony, your true lifestyle take root in our lives. Help us continually to come back to the moments where we retune to the true word in our life. All that you have done, all that you have guided us in, Lord, we ask that we continue to come back and not just set it and forget it and expect it to play out the same way as it once did. Lord, for those of us that don't have these practices, haven't had these practices, Lord, we pray that you will be generous and merciful and you will show up early in the first 30 seconds of prayer, maybe, that we just have your presence to encourage That's not just our work, but actually our desire to be with you. Lord, we know that you want to be with us because you have shown us through Jesus, you've shown us through history, and many of us in our life experience that you show up in meaningful and deep and profound and beautiful and hard ways. Be with us as a church as we seek your transformation to be who we are, to live as you made us to be. Form us, guide us, help us, we pray. In your son's name, amen. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back with another message next week which looks more at the formed. So be excited about that. Have a wonderful week.